Hi, uh, Eric, back in the booth, aka the Benz. That's right, Benz booth today. It's a recording, a podcast recording, <laughs> because we're in Eric's car for this. I think the automobiles make the best recording booths simply because they're airtight and you get to observe an environment that is real while you're recording. It's not just <laughs> like the four sound suppressed walls of a studio. Absolutely. One of these days, we got to hop in the booth and go for a road trip. Dude, like see how far we can drive in one episode. Well, live recording would be crazy, dude. You're going one <laughs> clock in 120 on the highway. I'm holding the MacBook. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is crazy. Exactly. That's 120 kilometers per hour for our American breadheads. Mm-hmm. Our, keep, and our Irish age. breadheads. No need to convert. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Irish breadies. We see you in the analytics. That's right. Actually, does UK use miles per hour? I think they do. I don't think they do. You Maybe don't think they so? Do. I don't think so. I've been there. I don't think they did it. Really? You're going to Google it? I am. Okay, Eric's going to Google it. Uh, we will sh- result if they use they use inches at the subways there though, right? <laughs> they use inches global. That is a subway proprietary measurement scale. Um, so, that along with the like actual ingredients, those are always custom retrofitted. You know. Yes. I mean? If you think about it, Subway has done a better job of like pushing the imperial measurement system than America. <laughs> That's, they're the only reason why America hasn't switched to metric. You think they're the, <laughs> it's probably the only reason. Because foot along just sounds so much better than what twenty seven incher. So twenty seven centimeters. Twenty. How many centimeters is in a foot? Yeah, like thirty, twenty nine. Doesn't matter. That's a big number. Thirty though. centimeters. But it's, it's a it's a ruler. It's a whole ruler. I'll you, get a ruler. A ruler is kind of a cool alternative term if they were to go metric. Mm-hmm. One ruler. Exactly. Mike the ruler. Exactly. Um, dude, that's crazy. Mm. uh how are we doing today i guess like a six inch (laughs) would be a half ruler which would be like a napoleon they'd call that a half ruler yeah a little shorty okay let's go into that i don't know anything about napoleon but i'm excited to see the movie dropping in november oh really is daniel radcliffe playing napoleon (laughs) i feel like he would make a good napoleon he absolutely would that's that's a fact um he's the harry potter guy right yeah, he's the Harry Potter guy. Okay. <laughs> That's a really funny way to describe him. He probably doesn't like that. He, or he's probably he better to learn it. to like it. He better learn to you like it. You know what it. I mean? No one gives a flying fuck about, um, what's that A24 film where he's like, like the, a retard? The, the Weird Al movie? <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know. But uh, I guess you're right that he owes everything to A ghost to story or something. Is a that ghost? Him? I don't know, dude. But I do think he would make it a fantastic Napoleon Bonaparte. And how do you not know Why anything about him, dude? Uh, who Napoleon or yeah. Daniel Radcliffe? Both, but Napoleon. Are you? Is it because you spend? You need to spend less time focusing on the Roman Empire and more time focusing on the French Empire. That is true. I think mm-hmm. with the Roman Empire constantly, because every time I go into a subway, I mm-hmm. realize that is evidence that the Roman Empire really existed. It's true. Subway <laughs> is the Roman Empire appropriated for the modern palate. 100%. I bet they had sandwiches back then. I bet they like loved a meatball in um, Old Roma, ancient Roma. But at the forum, there'd be like meatball stands. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's probably a reason why that's the food that carried over across across the pond mm-hmm. over to the West. You know Perhaps, what I mean? Yeah. Like it was good on top of spaghetti there. And it's good on top of spaghetti here and on top of a sandwich. Yeah, you're right. Um, by the way, I'm very distracted. Ty. We have to address the... Not the elephant in the room, but the uh, dinosaur, like, fucking crocodile in the room. Like, what is this thing? How would you describe it? The, the skeleton in our alley or our closet. Yeah, so, the walking dead zombie in the room. 
Yeah, Eric thought Eric and I thought we could uh, pregame this episode by eating six inches of Subway sandwich, shooting some Jameson, and then recording in a parked car in an alley <laughs> in a parkade on a rough side of town. If you're part of the Vancouver PD, um, disregard that. Yeah. This whole episode was rendered in Unreal Engine Five. Facts, <laughs> it's not real, dude. But like the sounds feel very real. There's just these haunting screams <laughs> echoing through the night right now as we record. That's right. We're recording this live from Chinatown, live from the gutter in mm-hmm. which I used to reside. Um, there's no reason, Ty, to ever um, decorate in Chinatown for Halloween because it's always Halloween here. Yeah, dude, it's spooky 24-7. Eric and I just had a run-in at the bar after a shot of Jameson. <laughs> where during a, our shot of Jameson. During the shot, where a very skeletal creature came in and attempted to engage with us. I gave him a uh, fist bump, but I think he was trying to steal my MacBook. I, I resisted for a few seconds before I had to fist bump him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I could tell he was getting visibly mad that I wouldn't fist bump him. Mm-hmm. I think like, you know, we don't we don't often talk about the unhoused and how sensitive they are to being like perceived as unhoused. Yeah, yeah. They don't want you to talk to them like they're unhoused. Exactly. Yeah. Which makes sense. I want to be I'm a podcaster. And I just want to be treated <laughs> like a normal person. 100%. A sandwich artist, they have the luxury of taking off the visor and taking off the name tag when they leave a subway so they can kind of blend into like the return to civilian life. Mm-hmm. But an unhoused person doesn't really get that opportunity. They can't shed that skin the same way I can the pod mm-hmm. and the sandwich artist, the sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. So as soon as we slammed our Jamie's, mm-hmm. <laughs> pull it up, Jamie's, pull it up, Jamie. Um, we played some pool. We got some change for a fiver, mm-hmm. played a couple games. And this guy just like walked in and I guess he wanted to play with us. I don't know. I, I, th- I think he wanted to do a little threesome on the pool table, <laughs> a little, little action there. He wanted to get in on the pool. And we said after um, mm-hmm. he left for a little while, then he came back. And then this time I told him no a little bit you know, mm-hmm. more stern. You heard us. This is this is when he um, told me I'm what do you say? I'm not off the rails or something. I'm not a cookie. I don't yeah, remember. Hey, not a cookie. He said, no, no cookie, no, no chips, cookie. please. Dude, that's like when I said no to the sandwich artist today. He literally said cookie or chips. 100%. I said no. No, no cookie. Um, and then this time he kind of like, you know, stomped his feet a little bit, mm-hmm. walked away. And then all things were okay. And then by the time we left, we realized this guy's having an argument at the door. Mm-hmm. He's trying to force his way back in, but he's not allowed in by like, uh, some kind of vigilante yeah, yeah. at the bar who, decided, <laughs> who took it upon himself to kick this guy out mm. and then lock the door behind him, which was a fucking goaded move. It was pretty funny. Locking the door on a what should be another customer if treated normally <laughs> is pretty pretty funny prank at any bar. Totally, dude. Locking the door and have and the barkeep not batting an eye. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If anything, like, you know, giving him a free beer. Yeah, totally. You know, yeah. is a pretty cool thing. So, yeah, that's what happened. He gave up immediately after that, and then we were able to exit the restaurant bar safely. So, yeah. kudos to our, you know, good friends over at the London Pub. Facts. <laughs> it is um like kind of like the bartending equivalent of a civilian arrest to lock a bad patron out of the bar. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And then there was like 
the fucking peanut gallery at the bar as well. Did you see that? Mm, chirping at us. Did you clock the uh, like old guys who are like there for happy hour mm-hmm. being like, ah, yeah, it gives you any more trouble. Yeah, dude. Well, the most of those guys have moved today was when they had to clock their neck 90 <laughs> degrees to watch what was happening. Absolutely. Been, they are one with that stool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a regular cast when you see them sitting, sitting like the opposite way on the bar. Like their their back is to the bartender mm-hmm. and they're facing the restaurant or the bar mm-hmm. because that's where the action is. Yeah, yeah. Like t- there's stuff going on and you can't really like turn your back to these guys because mm-hmm. they will like stab you with some fentanyl or something. Dude, they're trying to follow you to make eye contact. They're like Medusa, the way that they like <laughs> watch you cross the room. They're just waiting for some action to unfold. Absolutely, dude. If you look at them, like you will gain, you'll get the clap. <laughs> you, you look at these guys. Yeah. Damn, it's dicey out there. Mm -hmm. But that's what you got to do for podcasting content. That's right. And we survived. We're here. We're recording. We're safe. Mm -hmm. Um, I checked in safe from the uh, Supremo on Facebook today. Yep, he marked safe on Facebook. Should we talk Uh, about our order today? We got got some good sandwiches. It was good. Honestly, this was one of the least eventful Subway experiences I've had in a long time, Eric. Simple six-inch, veggie delight. Nothing, no funny business on no. either end of the sneeze guard. That's I right. kept it kosher. He did as he was told. He smiled the whole time. He gave me a good sandwich. Mm-hmm. Bing, bang, boom. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I did notice, and I don't think the sandwich artist knew I noticed this, but mm. he had loaded mine with jalapenos, which I was like really excited to bite into. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but then as he was wrapping it, one of them just kind of like flung out. And then he like grabbed it and tossed it away. No. And I was like, come on, dude, you gotta like squeeze that back yeah. in. I need that. Down a man. Yeah. The jalapenos are like <laughs> they're they're escape artists. They're just like the black olives. I had a, <laughs> quite a few kamikaze black olives in my my six inch. Like they were flying out of the sandwich, like almost like rockets shooting out of Israel, the way they were like oh, sporadically shooting. Their trajectory was really unpredictable. But I don't know if you saw me, but I was catching them left, right, and center. I was like, yeah, dude. I was back catcher today, protecting protecting the linens from any stain. That's right, dude. After today, you have to rename your toilet the Iron Bowl, the way it's <laughs> handling those missiles. Damn, dude. <laughs> there was a lot of iron in there, I'll tell you. Oh, Eric yeah, and I both went, <laughs> we both went extra spinny today. A lot of spinach <laughs> in those sandwiches. That's right. I had a steak for lunch and then spinach for dinner. It's crazy. Pretty, pretty excited about that. There was a noticeable crunch to my sandwich with the addition of extra spinny. Because I normally do extra lettuce and I thought, well, let's let maybe the grass is always greener or like the leafy green is greener. <laughs> That's right. Oh, dude. So good today. It was good. Um, It was one of those ones where it's like I haven't been to Subway in probably like six months or so. Mm-hmm. Last time with you, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I need to re-enter the realm safely mm-hmm. and like, you know, play it safe. Basically, I just don't want to like get the steak and bacon and end up, um, I don't know. Iron, iron dome <laughs> yeah. exactly dude i get that i wanted to my game plan i'll tell you what my game plan is when we walk on the subway i said it's spooky season <laughs> clearly there's hauntings in chinatown and i wanted to get a scary sandwich you know something that spoke to the season but once i got in there two things happened one my hunger took over i just needed the goods and two uh there wasn't really anything besides the tuna that scared me everything looked pretty fresh today i don't know what the scary sandwich is if I were to make one. What what is the spooky sandwich? I mean, without a doubt, Ty, the spookiest sandwich is the tuna. I know, but I feel like that's a cop out of an answer. Oh come on! <laughs> what the fuck? Like, the tell me, tell me that's not the, the tuna. No, it is the tuna. It is the tuna. It's the tuna. 
Okay, so it's the tuna. <laughs> second scariest tie is probably the anything with the avo. <laughs> the avo spooky is because it's green, but it's not like green in a fun, fresh garden way. It's green in like a Frankenstein way. It's green in the goosebumps kind of way yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, dude, but it's also brown. That's the thing. Yeah, dude, it's kind of weird. It's it's kind of yeah goosebumpy. My bread was a little goosebumpy today. I got the um, everything bread mm-hmm. and it had some, yours had some weird things on it too. When the sandwich artist pulled out Eric's herb and cheese bread, there was this weird white goop stringing off the edge of the bread. Oh, fuck. I've, I blocked that out of my memory. Dude, I took a photo of that. It was nasty looking. Now, and well, okay. You know what it was, Ty? It was a strand of Parmesan that got away. Is that what it was? I, I think so. I'm a, I'm a, parmesan poppy at home so i know it like it looks like you shred it onto a nice bowl of spaghetti i know parmesan too my guy and <laughs> but listen this one was supposed to be baked into the bread a la herbs and cheese however some way somehow by the by the grace of god ty this mm. piece of parm survived the the concentration camp that is the oven right 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 it uh prison breaked from the oven that's and... right but somehow Ended up back on the bread, which I don't really get. It was like hanging on like <laughs> like a I'd imagine that was like it, it looked like a little lice on the head of your bread. Little little lice yeah. insect. It wasn't um, that bad. It looked pretty normal, but at first glance it did look like a tampon string. <laughs> yes, it kinda did actually. <laughs> so we call it out. We say like I point at Eric, I'm like, what is that? We're inspecting. We finally got to address it to the artist, right? <laughs> we had to uh we had to care in our way to management. And he simply said it was the herb. And well, I know you and I know it's the cheese. <laughs> and there's only two options. And he picked the herb as the two options. No, but the thing is, like, by the time I asked him, yo, can you check that out? When he flipped the bread over to look, it mm. fell off. And then all he was looking at was the herbs and cheese t- part of the bread. And he's mm. like, my guy, it's herbs and cheese. You ordered this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, keep going. I see, I see. So you know he I mean? was none the wiser. He doesn't know what could have been. What could have been, man. Hmm. That was a bit spooky, actually. You got a little ghost on there. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. Um, what's another scary sandwich, Ty? I think the steak and cheese is scary. That sandwich is scary. Oh, no. What's that uh, weird one? The There's like the half rack of rib sandwich. I, I, asked, I looked in oh, a the bucket. Brisket. The brisket. I looked in the bucket today. Deep down to the bottom of the well, there was one like piece of meat that looked like, it literally looked like those fake arms that you, they sell at like the Halloween store mm-hmm. as a Halloween decoration. It looked like someone had cut off someone's <laughs> hand and you could see like the bone and exposed guts. Mm-hmm. And I said to Eric, what the hell is that in there? He said, it's the brisket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even bat an eyelash. I was like, it's the brisket tie. Um, Damn, that is a scary, scary meat. Yeah, it did look like some dis- discarded human remains. Mm-hmm. Perhaps the Hannibal Hannibal Lecter sandwich mm-hmm. comes with that on there, but um disturbing cheese. That's what <laughs> I thought I think when I see that. And spooky steak. Nasty. I would never eat that. Mediterranean or other. I would never eat that. Yeah, dude. It was pretty uh it was a harrowing sight. Mm-hmm. It was just a slab of meat with like in a in a red puddle. Yeah, totally. <laughs> pretty oh, nasty man. stuff, man. Speaking of uh food puns, you know the surf and turf. You're familiar with the concept, right? You got to surf, you, you surf, turf. and then you turf. Yeah. So I was surfing this weekend in Tofino. <laughs> and then afterwards, I went for dinner and I was feeling a little bit fishy. So I 
dabbled in a bit of pescatarian food. I ordered some mussels, right? Mm -hmm. And I then I ordered an appy with it. And while I was eating it, I realized I had ordered the surf and turf for pescatarians. Do you know what it is? This is just seafood. No, it's Brussels and mussels. Oh, that was my dinner. I ordered. I'm like, can I get the Brussels and the mussels? And then the server and I just like made eye contact. And I was like, <laughs> no way. Oh, so it wasn't a real menu item. It wasn't a menu item. I was I was comboing two things, two wow. separate orders, and it just came together. And I realized that's the surf and turf. That's my surf and turf. Brussels and, and mussels. Isn't that cool? Kind that of fun. Kind of cool. Yeah, I would yeah, brand yeah. that if I was to open a kitchen today, I would brand that and put it on the menu. If anything, it's closer to turf than any meat. Exactly. Because it's literally you're eating the turf. <laughs> it's a more surf and turf than a yeah, than whatever the actual what is the surf and the turf <laughs> part? I've never really thought about it. Is it like shrimp and bacon? Um <laughs> what did we call it? Brisket that? and tuna? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, I think it's usually a steak, like steak and lobster. Oh. It's like the high end version, right, but right. like a little steak and shrimp action can happen as well, mm -hmm. you know, a la Cactus Club. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, surf and turf. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's for me. Is I, it... I like to go into one genre of meat eating if I if I could pick, you know. That's because you're a purist, not a tourist. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. So seafood medley, not for you, because that's a lot. That's of... all seafood. Is that a, is the seafood medley a tourist? Uh, <laughs> mindset or a purist mindset because it's a variety of fish but it's all fish nothing at subway is a purist <laughs> mindset <laughs> if you think about it okay double click on that because we we're not able to determine what any of the meat ingredients actually are like, i literally could not identify them today yeah we don't know what the seafood medley is yeah. we don't know what the tuna is i felt like a forensic unit <laughs> trying to move through those buckets the only thing relevant to like an ingredient at Subway is the name mm. or the only thing familiar, I should say. Mm -hmm. So that's like the most service level you can get, the name of something. So mm -hmm. by, therefore, everything, by ordering anything there, you're a tourist. I guess so. Do you think Subway, you know how companies have doing business names and then their brand names? It's kind of the what same thing. Like, okay, Apple is their doing business name. Right. Or that's their brand name. Sorry, I'm mistaking them. We all call it Apple. It's known as Apple, but the actual company name is like Apple Computers Limited. That's their doing business name for on, on right. legal entities. So Apple is their stripper name. That's their stripper name. That's the name in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in the sheets, they're Apple <laughs> Computers Limited. Got it, got it, got it. Subway ingredients are kind of the same way, you know? You call it the brisket, but or Subway will call it like the supremo meat or the crispy chicken, you know? No, no, no. You got it wrong. The street name is the brisket but the actual like ingredient code at mm -hmm. subway is like probably like some weird like hexadecimal number oh yeah, yeah. you're actually eating x721 <laughs> it's like it's like it can be mistaken for like elon's kids you know what i mean yeah 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 oh yeah they probably do that it's like that's the chemical makeup and we've rebranded it to brisket. That's why it's like brisket in quotes. <laughs> They're all in quotes. Tuna in quotes. Exactly. Yikes. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I I feel like I should get a receipt one day and just see what the receipt says. Because I don't mm -hmm. it might say brisket, but it could also just look like the matrix code. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, speaking of fugazi, Ty. Fugazi. I went to a pumpkin patch in quotes. <sighs> Okay. Why are you doing that, Eric? I went to a pumpkin patch. You're role playing suburban Bay. dad a little too early. Well, 
I would go. I would go anyway. You know what I mean? No matter where I lived, but mm-hmm. I am in the suburbs, so I have to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Kraus Farms mm, in I'm Langley. Familiar. I've been there. Ty's been there. Mm-hmm. This place is. I don't think it's a real farm, Ty. I think this is all fugazi. I think this is a industry plant, a facade, an agricultural plant, exactly. but not in the literal sense. Not the literal <laughs> sense, the, quite the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting, kind of weird entendre mm-hmm. happening there. Okay, so why do you think that this particular farm is a facade? Okay, let me tell you right now. They call themselves a farm, right? Yeah. yeah. But then you go there and they have, you know, waffles available for brunch, right? You go up, you order some waffles, and you're thinking like, okay, this is going to be great. It's marketed to me as a farm waffle. Mm. So then you're thinking about it like, okay, what goes in the waffle batter? Eggs, milk. Farm stuff. Farm stuff. Yeah, yeah. You look around, Ty. There's no chickens there. Are there any cows? There's no cows. What? There's no animals on this farm whatsoever. But they're serving farm waffles. From what farm? What the hell? It's not from there, dude. And the other thing is, if I'm going to like pick a pumpkin... You walk onto this pumpkin field and it feels like a black whole Black Mirror episode because you're like, look at all these pumpkins that are just strewn about. Mm. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that Anthony Bourdain episode where they go like to Italy and then they go fishing, but they're like throwing dead fish in the water for him to like fake catch. <laughs> that that's actually what I, happens. That's, that's why. Funny. I, <laughs> that's why I feel like the uh, pumpkins there are. It's like all pumpkins not attached to any vines. Right, right, it's just right. like strewn around. I'm pretty sure that that's a a common like strategy on the pumpkin patch is to grow the pumpkins offsite and then scatter them around the field for someone to go collect. Exactly. So I'm mm. paying to like walk around in the mud to pick up someone's pumpkin that they just threw here. That's crazy. Isn't that insane? So you are role playing as a farmer by going to this to pick up pumpkin and have a mimosa and a waffle. Mm-hmm. And this, <laughs> and then the farm is role playing as a farm when really they're just probably a property development company like <laughs> trying to gentrify the neighborhood. Exactly. There's probably like an oil drill in the backyard somewhere. <laughs> yeah. They're actually just mining like coal and like drilling for oil. Mm-hmm. And they're just like calling it a winery slash farm slash pumpkin patch. Facts. So both who is really none the wiser if you're both role playing, right? If yeah. you're both faking it for to create this Instagrammable moment of a waffle with a cute field in the background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of crazy. That's really late stage capitalism, hey? Right? It's like you've manufactured a pumpkin patch just so millennial, like suburbans mm-hmm. people can just like come by, walk around and like pick up a pumpkin and be like, oh, wow, look, I found the perfect one. It's like mm-hmm. it was designed in a lab, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. It's really scratching that gatherer instinct in all of us in the same way that the Subway tomato does. 100%. It's like when you pay more to like go to a you pick strawberry place mm-hmm. or like uh, you cut <laughs> fucking Christmas tree place. Facts. So you're paying more for the real thing. But like, is it really real? What's is real anything, anymore? Is anything real? What's real, yeah. Dude, yeah, the absolute chokehold that doing business names have on all activities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like if they were called pumpkin manufacturer or like <laughs> pumpkin producer limited, dude, that's, I wouldn't mind, you know? That's probably the actual name of the meats and vegetables of Subway is not like the gamma estrogen brisket. <laughs> it's probably like... <laughs> big brisket limited that made right. that and then shipped it to subway it's kind of like back in the day when 
um, McDonald's was supplied by a company called Canadian Beef. But mm. that was actually just the name of the place. It, it was wasn't actually, actually Canadian. Like Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Exactly. Yeah. So like, like I'm sure that like Green Leaf Gardens that manufactures the spinach for Subway is like this cutting edge laboratory. One hundred percent. Oh man, this is. There's probably like a. There's definitely a movie here. There's mm. a movie reference in this where it's like, you like knock down the fake wall and then you see the real shit. You know oh, yeah, I mean? like Truman Show. The Truman thing. Show. Yeah, That's yeah. the one I'm thinking. It's literally of. a fake brick wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you open the door of the winery, and then you like peek behind. Like, there's like a box that's like been misplaced, and then behind the box you just see like minions <laughs> growing like pumpkins in a 3D mm-hmm. printer. Mm-hmm. You know oh, yeah, mean? That... So you're not supposed to see that. <laughs> Damn. Get, back, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, were you satisfied with your pumpkin shopping experience at the pumpkin mall? <laughs> Well, it definitely, like, fulfilled the task. Mm-hmm. So on a binary level, and pumpkins are non-binary, <laughs> you know what I mean? On a, yeah. But on a binary level, like, yes, I'm satisfied because I got the pumpkin. It's a nice pumpkin, mm-hmm. and it was, like, a dollar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but on a hunter-gatherer level, I don't know, dude. I think I'm kind of like, I could have just went the safe way for this. It's true. That's true. So is that why we f- to Subway today is because you needed to scratch that? Yeah, I needed to hunt for my own veggies. Mm, I get that. <laughs> Pumpkins are non-binary, but I I always gender them when I see them. You know, you mm. look at a pumpkin and you'd be like, "That's a dude pumpkin," or you're like, "That look at that thick female pumpkin." Whoa, yeah, dude. right. Don't leave me home alone with that pumpkin. Yeah, damn, I should call her. <laughs> <laughs> Everything reminds me of her. Ay ay ay. Well, what did you carve into your? I'm assuming you purchased one, and I'm assuming you carved into it. Did you do my record, the Arcteryx logo? No, I didn't carve it. It's too small to carve. Um, this year, I'm going for a simple. Oh, it was a petite pumpkin, a little pump, if you will. A little pump. I'm going for a default little pump on the kitchen counter this mm, time. That's around. a classy move. Yeah, because you can never carve it well enough for it to like look good for more than like two days. That's true. You know what I mean, it always gets old after like two days. Yeah, mine's literally rotting on my patio right now, and <laughs> I haven't even put a can. I haven't done anything with it since I carved it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude. But I saw someone paint the for all the dogs logo on a pumpkin that oh, that's cool. kind of cool that's a good move. Yeah, yeah, yeah painting a pumpkin might be the new carving yeah i think painting. i actually <laughs> i i was um looking on tiktok there's like so many painted pumpkins this year it's definitely <laughs> blowing up 100 percent could be the move could be the move dude it feels like um a way to hide the mold too yeah you know i mean it's like it'll get kind of like soft over time but mm. not if it's painted like you won't see that. Just lean to the white, blue, and green shades. Mm. Totally. It's the worst, though, when you, like, go to pick up your pumpkin and toss it because it's getting old now. And then it just, like, disintegrates in your hand as you pick it up. Mm. <laughs> That's the worst. <laughs> I feel like I've had to throw away. I Like, one year, I didn't I didn't clear it for a couple weeks. Oh, and it started to melt on the patio furniture it was sitting on. And then it, like, chemically binded with it. And I had to get rid of the whole table. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, dude, it was done. It went. The whole thing went in the compost. Damn, dude. Yeah, nasty shit. Damn, man. Uh, but speaking of painting the "For All the Dogs" album on pumpkins, it's somebody's special day today. <laughs> that is right. Whose special day it is? It's is it? it's Aubrey's friend of the pod. <laughs> friend of the pod, Aubrey. Um, yeah, shout out to Drake. Happy birthday, my my main dog. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Drizzy Drake Rogers is doing? On his birthday. 
dude, I know what he's got doing. He's eating the birthday cake cookie. He got, he either got the party platter or the party sub. I don't know which one he, which one yeah. he, maybe both, maybe both. Drake, the type of guy to like walk into the surprise party and be like, you guys shouldn't have. Yeah, no way. <laughs> he slaps his knee like, no way. <laughs> Drake, the type of guy to blow out everything but one candle uh-huh. and be like, whoops. Yeah. So he's like, this one's, <laughs> this one's for Kiki. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he. I'm sure he's celebrating great. I saw a video of uh, the two guys from Breaking Bad shaking cocktails at his birthday party. Wait, what? Yeah. Like Jesse and Walt? Jesse and Walt. Yeah, in civilian wear. Um, wow. Was it a Breaking Bad theme or they just both happened to be on the invite list? They just, I think they're just chums with Drake. I think they just hang oh, out shit. together. They're, they're in the lab together, if you will. Whoa. 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 I think, um, I think that'd be a great collab. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that somebody definitely planned that and was like, yo, you guys need to like cook up like a blue cocktail. You know? Dude, I don't think those two are doing anything since Breaking Bad ended. Like, I think they're just hanging out together. Yeah. Like, they're just like best friends for life. And I kind of love that for them. I want, I want to hear their podcast. Wow. Like, I want Brian Cranston to go off on Mike about like what was happening behind the scenes. 100%. That's such a good show. I might have to rewatch that. I have never seen it treat yourself to the one of the greatest shows ever made really and watched it yeah better than yo gaba gaba you know i don't know what that is yeah so I know you just don't tell know me what it is that's my favorite tv show for children <laughs> specifically what, what for children that? i like adult shows too but that's like a really good show <laughs> it's you know you know dj dj lance no. he played at coachella no is this like dj envy's cousin or something no no he's just like the host of yo gaba gaba and he like mgmt was on it how have you not heard of this show mgm okay hold on <laughs> It's so just this, like these goofy ass monsters that kind of look like the Cookie Monster doing goofy ass things in DJ Lance's imaginary land. This is so strange. No, I've never heard of this. Yo, it's the it it's a solid TV show. As is, far is as a cartoon. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's live action. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't fuck with cartoons. Yeah. Even though I know you're going as a cartoon for Halloween. Yeah. Don't year. no spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. But he needs to get to his Canadian Tire appointment. Mm-hmm. his uh buy online pickup in store <laughs> reservation at canadian tire yeah this is crazy <laughs> i will reveal I'm, i have to go to canadian tire right now for the american and irish breadheads that i've been listening to our pod non-stop this week thank you for your service canadian tire is like an automotive moto, automotive superstore in canada is that how you describe it um yeah let me think of a store that people would know like tr- it's like trader joe's but for cars trader joe's for cars or Perfect. costco it's costco. like a small costco yeah but it's specifically oriented around the automobile and then activities that people who like automobiles like like fishing and car repair and sports yeah it's like if you have a driveway then you probably play street hockey mm-hmm. so they have that stuff too they got that stuff too yeah uh <laughs> so i'm going there because they are the only place in the lower mainland that i could find a chef's hat and that's what i'm buying there a chef's hat we talked about this earlier why are chef's hat so kooky yeah they're the they have no functional role they're just weird on purpose it's all symbolic 100 percent symbolic but uh we actually looked into this and it turns out if the higher the hat the more responsibility you have in the kitchen mm-hmm. you know so, what i mean head chef got the biggest head <laughs> dude but i don't understand like if they just like keep swapping it out like every month like you get a promotion you make you make a killer filet mignon and they like you can't just add another inch to the hat you have to get a new hat so 
it must be an like an annual remuneration thing where like the restaurant gives you a nicer hat as a reward of good service because mm-hmm. the higher the hat the more respected the chef is that's the rule mm-hmm. do you think that it all applies to sandwich artists like do you think like the longer the brim on your visor the more inches you've made that would be pretty cool yeah you got a little duck bill if you've been in <laughs> your length of service exceeds 10 years mm-hmm. damn that'd be a long time to make footlongs mm-hmm. it could be that i also think like uh the you could go like shorter with the gloves mm-hmm. like an amateur sandwich artist should theoretically have a plastic glove all the way up to their elbow you know <laughs> just to really keep any arm hair or other bodily thing like flaking yeah. off and like but a pro sandwich artist just needs a couple little finger caps totally the... or dare i say no glove at all yeah, the only thing between your expert hands and the sandwich should be your tattoos. Exactly. That, that's all <laughs> That's all the glove I need. <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, Ty, I think we should wrap here. This Me has too. been a beautiful episode. Wonderful. Um, Truly wonderful. Um, have fun at Canadian Tire. Don't get lost in the automotive aisle. I think you need to like buy a new brake light for your car. Thank you. So you should totally do that in this trip. I think it'll be worth your time. I think you should mind your own business. Yeah. I'm worried about you, Ty. I'm worried that you're gonna be slamming on the brakes in traffic and then some BMW will slam right in the back of you. I mean it'll be their fault and you might get a payout, but I don't want you to get hurt, you know? I don't think it would be their fault at all. I think insurance would be on my ass just like you were tailgating me when you learned <laughs> that my brake light was out. I tell you out of love. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Gotta watch your back and your trunk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thanks for listening, breadheads. Catch you on Friday. Ciao.